1: This is what Rick Stroud calls the best football weekend of the year. Hey, everybody, it's the Rick and Tom podcast. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, along with our producer Steve Versnick. We're actually, this is like the old days, Rick. We're doing this face-to-face, man. It's like the old radio days.
0: It is, and we got uh, Steve on the other side of the glass, but there is no glass. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do think it's the best weekend in the NFL because I, I think what we get fooled over wildcard weekend, and everybody gets a bump, right? Although these not all the games were great. But you remember this weekend why the other teams stayed home because they're better, yeah. and and it's going to be obvious I think when the games start.
1: I think there's going to be one dog game this weekend, one really bad game, but I think three of them will be good. We'll go over each and every one of them, as well as I want to start off something, Rick, uh, before we get into the to the weekend's divisional championship or divisional playoff games. And I actually think the conference championship weekend is my favorite weekend, but this is a good weekend, too. I'm going to ask you about something that happened uh, the last day or so involving the Tampa Bay Bucks, And that's pro football focus comes out with uh, they, they have, you know, they, they grade players. They break down each play and they, they break down their seasons and they constantly come out with lists. Best quarterbacks. They rate the quarterbacks. They rate every player at every position. And you'll see it on Sunday Night Football where they'll put up there the guy's rating. So if a guy's the you know, number three tackle, that means three in the NFL. And if he's 32, that means there are 32 left tackles better than him. So anyway, they came out with their uh, list of the top or, or rating, actually, the all 32 first-round draft picks from last year. And tight end O.J. Howard, Rick, finishes last, 32nd. Now, I know they got their formulas and I know they had, they break down play by play, and it's not based on stats necessarily in terms of touchdowns and catches and stuff. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard that that O.J. Howard would be ranked last among first round draft picks.
0: Ridiculous, <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah, no. I, I look. They, it, you got to look at the way they do it, and I I use Pro Football Focus for certain things, and certain things I ignore them. This would be one you would ignore. But for example. <laughs> <clears throat> sort of the same way you would rate O.J. Howard the worst among the first-round draft picks, you would say muhammad Sanu is the best quarterback in the NFL because he threw one pass for a touchdown, right. and his rating was perfect. Right. So, you know, is he better than Drew Brees? You know, is he better than Tom Brady? Right. No, but that's kind of what they're talking about. It's the number of plays. And so even, for example, if um, O.J. Howard, who caught, like, three of these touchdowns when he you know in play action when he was just left wide ass open um he didn't th- didn't move the needle because he made the play he was supposed to make okay so even though he got in the end zone yeah, and yeah. you know so this is sort of how they graded i mean i think there's a receiver uh, that was drafted out of washington that touched the, john, the ball the Al, or, uh, yeah. ross the, uh, yeah john ross that john ross touched yeah. the ball one time and actually ended up fumbling the ball <laughs> and yet he was still rated higher than oj howard so i, I think you know it's useful if you if you understand how they arrive at them. Um, I'll say this: the Bucks are very pleased with OJ Howard, and if the draft were coming again, I don't know how many more players they would have picked ahead of him. Probably a few, maybe the ones in New Orleans, for example. But yeah, they weren't sure. first rounders; they were they were came after. So I I still think that six touchdowns that was tops among tight ends. I think you tied with Cameron Bright. Um, you know, blocking. You know, he's a rookie. So, d- did he did he always have perfect grade blocking? No, um, but few rookies do. And yet, he started and had more plays than Cameron Braid and. Um, so I think they're very happy with O.J. Howard, and I know people got crazy about these these rankings. But I think you I think you got to take them all kind of with a grain of salt. Yeah, uh,
1: well, absolutely. He was a terrific first round draft pick for this team. I think he's going to be a terrific football player. He did he have some flaws? Absolutely. He fumbled. He fumbled a few times. He dropped
0: some balls, dropped which some balls, figured in that rating.
1: But. Uh, overall, a terrific football player. I like the way he handles himself off the field. Yeah, on the field, he was—he certainly had an impact. Mm-hmm. He's just going to get better and better.
0: You know, players get beat up by that though, because like I know, for example, um, no one likes Donovan Smith because no, Donovan don't. Smith sometimes doesn't grade out very well. You know, mm-hmm. but if you talk to the Bucks, they'll say, "Look, all I know is a guy plays every snap. He plays hurt. He plays against the greatest edge rushers in the world, and for the most part." Not everybody's perfect. I mean, there's 65 snacks for the game. So, if you know, you get beat one time out of 65, you're the worst left tackle in the league. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Get but called but, for a holding Don, call. Yeah, but yeah. Donovan Smith, you know, to, to the Bucks, they, they think he's, you know, at least, you know, top 15 to middle of the pack or higher. Right. Um, and everybody else thinks he's trash because of pro football Interesting
1: focus. The pro football focus also had their – I looked at their ratings for their quarterbacks for the season. And I think Jameis was 15th. Yeah. which is middle of the pack which it is, seems about right weird. to me I it don't. seems about right if not a little too high you know so <laughs> really think, well, i don't know i mean you'd have to go down yeah. i don't i can't see
0: who's 16 and 17 right
1: right but it, it, it's interesting how they do it but clearly oj howard yeah. uh, um, a much better player than the worst draft pick of the first round all right let's get into these games rick we got on saturday we open up with a game that i thought was going to be absolutely terrific falcons at eagles and if you'd have told me this matchup a month ago I'd have been super excited because it would have been Carson Wentz going up against Matt Ryan. It's not Carson Wentz. He's hurt. They got Nick Foles who can't throw the ball, literally, from me to you. We're now in the same room doing this podcast. He has struggled mightily. I thought he was going to be way better than this, Rick. The last couple of games, I don't know how much to read into this. The Dallas game, he was horrible. They can't move the football. They're not going to they're not, they're not win because they have no offense with Nick Foles.
0: Well, yeah, and Las Vegas doesn't think they're going to win because I think it's the first time a, a six seed or whatever has been rated higher than, than a one seed. But um, I, I don't think Nick Foles is that bad. I think he's been playing poorly. Um, I still think Atlanta's going to win this game because I think people uh, don't realize how well their defense is playing. Um, they've held some pretty power, including the Rams last week, You know, teams under 20 points a game. And when you can do that consistently on the road, plus – um, you're starting to see them now uh, run the ball more with Devontae Freeman and uh, Ward and those guys, and it takes pressure off of Matt Ryan. So I, I still I think experience counts a little bit. God knows Philadelphia's had their hearts ripped out in playoffs before. There was a lot of talk up there this week apparently um, because they had been favored until the injury about how the Bucks came in there and did that to them. And it right. feels I think Philly fans kind of feeling like you know everything was going our way, and then boom, we get the injury to Wentz, and now we're gonna get you know, upset by, by Atlanta. I like the NFC South. As we continue on with this today,
1: you're going to find out just how much. The NFC side is really good, obviously, but the Eagles in this situation, you do feel bad for me. Well, I was going to—I no, was I about don't. to say—you feel bad for their fans, and then I realized <laughs> I'm no, a Philly fan, and I don't feel bad for them at all. Right. But I do feel bad for Carson Wentz because he's a—he's—he's yeah. he's had a heck of a season. He might have been the MVP going into. Well, last.
0: isn't that exactly what happened to Derek Carr and the Raiders last year? It is. I mean, really, going to the last week, Donald Penn misses the one block, gets up one sack, and ends up knocking the quarterback out of the playoffs.
1: The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, if the Eagles win this, are they capable of winning the NFC, or there's just no way they can win one? Or I don't know one, that they're two? better.
0: Yeah, if they uh, they do have the, they do have home field advantage though throughout the playoffs. So so you'd have to go into Philly if they win. But they're going to play either Minnesota or the Saints, and I would still think that either of those teams um, could beat Philly in Philly. But that would be an NFC Championship game and. Lord knows Philadelphia has had plenty of those disappointments over, over time. So I, I would be – look, Philly has a really good defense. I think we're going we're gonna to remember that this weekend. I think it's going to be hard for Atlanta to just run away from anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know that they'd be favored next week either.
1: Totally sold on the Falcons now because about halfway through the season I wasn't. I thought. Yeah, I think, they, I think they.
0: I think they figured it out. I think their offensive coordinator has figured it out a little bit. Um, you know, Sark was new, and and I think they're doing a better job with with uh, limiting uh, Matt Ryan turnovers and pressure. And it just seems like they have got the running game more. Uh, involved And Matt Matt makes pretty good decisions. Uh, I like his experience. I just think he's going to play big in this game. I, I, I'd be surprised if he didn't.
1: The second game, Rick, is the dog game. Titans at Patriots. Titans with a nice victory last week. Marcus Mariota against Kansas City played a really good second half. Mm-hmm. Much better than I thought he would play uh, in his first playoff game. But now they go to New England. You can move the ball a little bit on New England. Absolutely. But New England's going to score a bunch of points in this game. And I... My feeling is that New England's—they're a little pissed. You know, they're they're riled <laughs> what, up.
0: What about because
1: well, every—I mean, they're they're the favorite to win, and and now they're they're getting to a point now where everybody's attacking them. No one's Matt Patricia's palace intrigue palace intrigue. There's prob, trouble so in paradise. Yeah, nobody likes each other. Belichick hates Brady. Yeah, Brady loves Kraft. Belichick hates Kraft because of that, and this just strikes to me like. One of those games where New England comes out and says, oh, yeah, we think we got problems? Here's 45. Here's a 45 spot on Tennessee.
0: Feels a little like the flake gate. I remember Robert Kraft getting off the plane at the Super Bowl one year and, and having to just rip Roger Goodell a new one and everybody circled the <laughs> wagons. That's kind of what's going on right now. But, um, <clears throat> look, Tennessee, if, if you have a formula to beat New England, Tennessee has it. Really? Yeah, and that is – Physical downhill running game limit the possessions that Brady would have, um, and I think they have the ability to, to to hit Brady a few times. And you you have to absolutely hit him and knock him off his spot and hit him, get him on the ground because he look he's still you know when he looks like and feels like he's forty is when when he's getting hit. Right. Um, but um, to your point, I don't think Tennessee will score enough. I think I still think that that New England will get the ball in the end zone. They will give up yards, but they're pretty good in the red zone. You know, so New England, New England's...
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. England's defense is going to give up
0: plays. I just don't know that Mariota and them can can make the plays that they need to make in the red zone, but look, give them all the credit for coming back last week cuz they looked like they were dead in they the did water look 21 like they to were 3. Dead.
1: Patriots I bet are happier that they're getting the Titans than the Chiefs. And I you yes. know the Titans might be a better team overall and they proved it last week that they were right. The Chiefs won that opener there. They're not afraid of the Patriots. The Patriots still to me have this mystique about them. That I I and I don't, I think you you see sort of cracks in I their, don't think this is wall, a, a right?
0: great Patriots team. Uh, not that I thought the last one was going to, you know, come back from 24 to 3. Um, 28 to 3. Or 20 was it 28 to 3? 28
1: three? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> And I had that That's story right
0: that story written so many times. Um, so I don't I don't like would it surprise yeah, it would shock me if Tennessee went in there and won. but I I still think it this game could be closer Now watch they'll win 35 to three. but I still think this could be a battle until like the fourth quarter um, just depending on how you know turnovers I mean obviously if, if Mariota turns the sure. ball over and, and think of this is the biggest disparity by the way. Um, between experience and age and quarterbacks between Brady and Mariota since, like, the 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about an enormous what, – what is Brady playing in, like, his 40th playoff game or something yeah, like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, here's the thing, though, and, and I'll, I'll go with you on this as far as the Titans and Mariota. The fact that they played in Kansas City last week. A hard place it, to win. It's a hard place Down to win. Down 21-3. to 3. Bad weather, cold. So they're, Down. they're, they're not going to go into this game completely wide-eyed and, and in awe of no, what they've they're played, They've
0: won a playoff game, and you wonder how far that will help Mariota's confidence because he came into the game as a quarterback that had a bad year with more interceptions and touchdowns, and then he pulls off some ridiculous plays but he helps them win, and I think that team believes in their quarterback right now.
1: Let's move on to Sunday's game now. The early game is the Jacksonville Jaguars, which won a scintillating game last week. Uh, Ten to what was, it, what was the, I can't remember. 10-3? Was that the final score in that game? Uh, it was so bad. Three, I don't know. They take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Rick, they went into Pittsburgh earlier this year. That defense, two pick sixes, picked off Big Ben five times, all over the Steelers, blew them out. Tell me why that can't happen again. I think it can happen again.
0: Well, it, it's rare that you throw five interceptions in a game, let alone twice. So, um, <laughs> if they don't get five in this game, then they'll lose. Let's say that. I mean, you're I,
1: me you're telling. I'm hearing that you're not a Blake Portals guy. Is what I'm
0: hearing. Well, about. no. I, I mean, I thought that game was the worst quarterback game I've seen in the playoffs ever. I mean, Tyrod Taylor and Blake Bortles, literally, they turned down throws. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Guys were over there, you know, waving their arms, jumping up and down, and they looked right at them, and then they put the ball and ran it. So um, Bortles is already comparing himself to LeBron James of criticism, which is ridiculous. Um, You know, he's the most hated (laughs) athlete since LeBron James. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, But now, listen, if if they go up there – And Leonard Fournette runs wild, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they limit Pittsburgh's possessions. I'll say this about Jacksonville. They can absolutely hit the quarterback. And we know Ben can hang on to the ball. And they've got some corners, especially Bowie, that's that's phenomenal. So he better be careful with the football. I think you'll see a little different game plan. And some of those interceptions, if you go back, not to make excuses. No, no. If you go back and watch that game. Balls are bouncing off Tips. receivers' hands. Receiver, yes. I mean, you know what I mean. Like there were two or three. Fluky. You go, wait a minute. That's five. not Ben's fault, right? But Ben will stand in there and take hits and throw it much later than he should. So if he plays that game, yes. Um, but I think, I really think Pittsburgh it will win this game,
1: it's assuming that there are no uh, pick sixes or, tr- or crazy punt, yeah. punt returns for touchdowns or kickoff yeah. returns for touchdowns. The Jags legitimately that offense. How much can they score against the Steelers? Steelers don't have a great defense. Without a defensive a, touchdown a or defense.
0: a bunch of turnovers, they might score tops. Uh, they might score twenty points, and I don't think that's enough to win. I, I would think they'd be in the teens. I really do. I mean, Buffalo has an okay defense. I would think the Steelers are a little better than Buffalo's, and it's and it's on the road, not at home. Right. So yeah, I I don't think they're going to score enough. They'd have to. To me, they'd have to score. 24 plus to win this game. I just don't see it.
1: Steelers are going to score. Steelers will score points. Antonio Brown's coming oh, back yeah. in this game, and and Le'Veon Bell's might be the best. Uh, and then,
0: don't forget now these teams have had a week, and you can say, well, the wild card teams have momentum because they won a game. At this point of the year, rest is better than than having we, to play the week before. These
1: teams almost always win. These these one and two That's seats right. almost always win. Your theory on that, Rick, is it because? My theory is they're so much better than everybody. That's, that's why they're the one and that's two why. Three.
0: That's what I lean to too. But but it doesn't hurt at this, this time the rest, of the, the year. The rest does help at this point of the year when you have you've come through the gauntlet of 17 weeks. You know, with one bye week in there, and maybe that was eight or nine weeks ago. To get a week off now, uh, physically and be the fresher team right. than some of the teams that just played last Saturday or whatever it was. Yeah, I think, I think it's a huge advantage.
1: Now we get to the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. New Orleans Saints go up to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. No one, Rick. If I'd have told you before the season that Sam Bradford's not going to play at all this mm-hmm. season, that, that Teddy Bridgewater's not coming back at any point, they actually get back into the starting lineup, and Dalvin Cook, their first-round draft pick, ends up not playing after or he gets hurt in whatever it was, week three or whatever, mm-hmm. and misses the entire season. And they would be the... Second seed, I guess they are the number two seed. Yeah. in the in the NFC, I wouldn't have believed it. There's no way, Case Keenum, to the point, Rick. Where Case Keenum? How do you not? How's Case Keenum not your starting quarterback moving forward? not Well, I think there, he, there's talk that he may not be their starter next year.
0: Well, yeah, I, I I don't know who's talking that way. Unless I think he could. I think he's a is he a free agent or is he back next season? I'm not really sure, but um, I would lock him up. Look, this is. He's as close to the Kurt Warner story as there's been. Remember when years ago Trent Green went down and all of a sudden Warner took his team to a Super Bowl? That's sure. who Case Keenum is. But if you're a Bucks fan, you've known Case <laughs> Keenum as Daryl LaMonica for years. I mean, because he's thrown like five touchdown passes against him every time he plays him. I don't know why the Rams let him get out. Um, look, I, I like Minnesota a lot, and I think that um, Mike Zimmer's a great coach, and this team will be really, really prepared, and their defense is real. I mean, their defense is, is – you know, they got it all. They've got Xavier Rhodes, who's an absolute beast, as a lockdown corner. They can rush the passer. They can play run defense. So you are going to earn every yard you get. Having said that, um, and I'm stunned last week that the Saints won with 41 yards rushing. I would have never thought that was possible, and that's right. what happened. But that, that New Orleans team and that offense – is the best – one of the best I've seen. Just talking to coordinators, trying to defend them, um, they're, they've they got it all. I mean, they, they they can run inside with Ingram. They've got, um, you know, Alvin Kamara, who's just changed their whole team. And, and and I think there was so much emphasis last week on stopping those guys right. that it opened up a big day for Drew Brees, you know, down the field. So it's a pick-your-poison team. Uh, I like the Saints in this game. It wouldn't shock me if, if Minnesota won – I just think this is, again, they were the best team in the NFC South. I'm a big believer in that division this year, as you can tell. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm picking an all-NFC South. Yeah, you are. NFC championship for the third year in a row. A South team will go to the Super Bowl. And think about this. The only team that beat Carolina was also from the NFC South this year to knock them out of playoffs. So right. how good would this division look if that's what You've been on the Saints happens.
1: bandwagon early on. They, they, well, they, we saw them they, early. Yeah, they started off rough. Remember they lost? 0-2. 0-2. But 0-2? but
0: think about this. They lost to the Patriots, yep. and they lost to Pittsburgh. Right. And everybody went crazy. But those games were contested for a while. And then, you know, like we talked to Drew Brees about that on a, on a conference call the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. He goes, look, guys. You know, yeah, we got beat, but who would we lose to? Right. You know, teams that they're going to see either in the Super Bowl or maybe an AFC Championship game. Um, so, yeah, I, they're they're for. And I know the Bucks beat them the last week on a on a great pass by Jameis Winston. And I don't know how motivated they were. They needed to win, but there came a point where they knew they had clinched it. I just like I like what New Orleans is doing, man. They just seem to have a good feel to them.
1: And I also don't like the uh, the Vikings. There's something about the Vikings well, that, will, that will crop up in a. At playoffs. home, right? I, I mean, the home, Super Bowl Bowl's there this
0: year. They're supposed to win, <laughs> and their kicker, whoever he is, is going to miss a, a giant <laughs> gonna field miss. goal. They're
1: going to they're going to sign a kid from Alabama today. And right. Bring him up <laughs> right. there, the Greek kid, your buddy, and bring, him in, bring the store, him in just to shank one. there's something about Minnesota, and it's it's actually quite. I've lived there, Steve. It's you've endearing, lived there. right? There's something kind of cool about watching the meltdown of the Viking <laughs> fan, and they already know. They know now. Do they know they're losing? They know now they're losing this game. Yeah, they but it, but it
0: won't be like it, like the easy thing for Viking fan would be like if New Orleans came in and beat them thirty-five to three
1: that's well, yeah. but well, that's not going to happen. No, no. They're going to
0: have a lead or have a chance to take the lead at some point, and then all oh, hell's going to happen. It's something
1: right? that never has happened all season long. Right. Well, you know, as the guys guy, guy the returns
0: zone. an extra point for two points, and they <laughs> exactly. lose. Yeah.
1: That's how they lose that game, and that's out of. I'm with you. I'll take Falcons and the Saints, and then wow. the, the two favorites in the in the AFC: Steelers and the uh, and the Patriots. So we'll do
0: the Super Bowl a week from now, then, right? We're not going to give our picks now.
1: No, exactly. No, yeah. not yet. Not yet. We'll see how we do on our picks this weekend. Hope you enjoy the uh, the Divisional Weekend, which Rick calls the best weekend in the NFL. I'm Tom Jones, Rick Stroud. You can reach us on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast at, um, I forgot your NFL Stroud. At NFL Stroud. At Tom W. Jones. And uh, thanks to our producer, Steve Versick. Please subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Play. And we got a lot of exciting things coming up in the near future, so you want to stick around for some of that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. Talk to you next time.